Hello and welcome to what I think is meant to be episode six of Shrew's Views. I mean, you had a bit of I've a lost break. count. I went and I've lost look, count. Um, and it's, we're under new management. So if you don't know me, I'm David Vermin. I, I thought you meant the club. I thought I was going to have to uh, Breaking some news run to my computer. Okay. No, no, Sam's still in charge. No, no, if you don't know me, I'm David Vermin. I'm the intern here. Um, basically what they've done, they've gone and stuck the work experience kid on the podcast. You're not work experience, mate. You're a step above that. <laughs> Technically, step above. Come on. No, I wouldn't go too far, but... Come on, you're bringing in the big bucks. We all know this. <laughs> well, well, I mean, if this podcast just goes to hell i mean i'm i'm sure it will get better eventually blame it on you but for yeah, now yeah 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 blame it on me blame it on me for now but um i'm here with aston villa reporter lewis Cox. whoa <laughs> you enjoy yourself last night uh yeah more than you <laughs> well yeah i had a bit of trouble getting to the ground so much so that i didn't actually get to the ground yeah we were for those that don't know we i mean i uh i was sent to cover villa newcastle in the premier league which was pretty fun enjoyed that slight you know slight change of scenery Bit of a bigger crowd, uh, more exuberant press food. Um, you had different sort of interviews afterwards, but no, it was fun. Easy to know when for Villa, some some goals down my end of the, of the ground. Um, and yeah, I managed to park and get in, unlike yourself. Well, oh, it's just, it's just mayhem, mayhem around <laughs> yeah, there. 40,000 people around the roads. I honestly of, can't uh, yeah. believe it. But I mean, I've been to football games before and yeah. not had trouble parking up, but that was just... There's always a place for you at Montgomery Waters. Maybe. <laughs> well, they're the only club, Villa, I mean, that don't provide parking mm. for the press. I mean, everywhere else does it. Yeah, I mean, shoot, it'd be so easy. You can just park right up next to the stadium. Yes, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. No, I think it was a one-off, Villa. Oh, I wouldn't mind, you know, on the odd trip there. <laughs> oh, well, but, he's got his eyes no. set somewhere else. We're, back, we're back, to, <laughs> back to the Meadow Saturday, which is fine for the record. Yeah, no. And I w- will be there with you on Saturday. Yes, yes, you're becoming a bit of a regular. I've I heard. am. Well, I assume because it's I'm doing this podcast. You clued up. Stuck me on it. You know, you know, you're in the know. Yeah, and I'll get mistaken for a cameraman yet again for about the fourth <laughs> yeah, week yeah, in yeah, a yeah. row. <laughs> get given a bib. Um, I was uh, I was chased yesterday. Um, chased. I was chased for your bib. I told oh, I told um, them that I'd I'd um I'd taken care of it for yeah, you. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The missing bib. But speaking of the new meadow, yes. back there this Saturday, we've got a cup game against Mansfield. We are back there. Yeah, yeah, another home game. Thank the Lord. Happy days. Um, but we'll get to that later. That's fine. <laughs> but start off, let's go and focus on this Saturday just gone. Yes, yes. Um, so Shrewsbury lost 4 3 to Bristol. Not much to uh, cover there. <laughs> Not much no, to well, go yeah. through with that I mean, one. Unfortunately, we've got a lot to talk about. We feel the time in the first one going um basically i just wanted to start off with i mean it wasn't a great performance and maybe since the peterborough game would it be fair to say that their performances haven't been that great since then although they've got the result so what yeah. i wanted to ask is maybe were those recent results mask masking the performance a bit and um telling a different narrative i mean i'm just yeah i'm gonna get a list of the uh, the recent results up actually just to have a look on that but off the top of my head it's been a a little bit of a strange period because, I mean, in terms of league action, there's been very, you know, FA Cup, EFL Trophy sort of taken precedent recent weeks. And, you know, we return to league action with Bristol Rovers, but then it's back to the FA Cup this Saturday. So it's a little bit hard to build up that sort of run of results in the league consistency because you just feel like you're not focusing on it. It's hard, really, to, to dip into league action when you've been in the middle of two cup competitions, you know, 
Bradford twice, Macclesfield in the trophy. Now it's Mansfield again this weekend in in the cup. Uh, it's difficult, but I think I think um, I think in recent games in all competitions they were they were improving. They they improved. They were taking steps forward. They changed formation, uh, becoming more solid. Not conceding many, if any, until until Saturday, obviously. Um, and yeah, the, the new system sort of brought them on a bit in terms of going forward. Still not scoring the goals they need to. Um, well, that was again until Saturday, um, but I think they're starting to to create a little bit more. And one thing definitely worth noting is we're seeing goals from from different departments, which is good. Maybe while you know the front end of the pitch has slightly dried up a little bit, others have have found their uh, found their scoring boots. And look, in the two competitions we talked about, they've got through. I mean, you know, the first round and the the group stage of the of the trophy that. A number of fans don't really care about it. They've got through. That's all that matters. Um, obviously, massive game Saturday to get through to the third round of the the cup. In terms of league action, this is a run going back to to Peterborough, which you mentioned, which was what are we now in November. So that was probably October, early, early, early October. Early. Uh, was, it, was it that long ago? Possibly, I think. Oh, maybe mid mid October on a Tuesday night, wasn't it? The Peterborough win. It was a Tuesday night. Yeah. Um, previous to that, they they played Sunderland. Uh, fan, fantastic, um, fantastic result, and and from then, that Sunderland Peterborough Saturday Tuesday I think it was at home. So really, really intense run of, not, sorry, not not regular league games, but in terms of opposition, they were playing all of the top half. Really, I think it was nine between between Sunderland on that Saturday and all the way to Boxing Day. Actually, all the way through in the league, top half opposition. You know, in in the early weeks they did play a lot of teams down there. Um, so this they're, they're amid now they're amid a halfway through pretty much a run of league games which is very very difficult on paper and and they're doing okay I mean you know on about the results they went to Wickham Wickham who were the surprise miracle package of this season and, and, and were unlucky to lose they lost 1-0 but you know should have drawn the game really uh, undone by a set piece which was poor uh, should have t- taken a point from Adams Park and and obviously the the other ones Bristol Rovers who are having a similar season to Shrewsbury, mm. tight, compact, well drilled, well organised. No one saw four three coming on Saturday. We all had it down as a nil Everyone nil one one. You spoke to yeah, nil, yeah. Nil, that was nil. never going to be a seven goal thriller. But but there you go. Negatives and positives to take from Saturday. Um, you hope a bit of a one off outcome result. Really, the, the town defence that have been so brilliant this season. Very unlike them, and and Ricketts will want them back to basics in terms of the next game. Um, so it's been up and down points return in the run so far, but they started it so well with the results over Sunderland and, and Peterborough that you know it didn't go their way against Wickham, but they've found their way through in the cup, sort of muddled their way through with a replay and whatnot. Obviously, lots of changes in the trophy, um, not how they wanted it to go against Bristol Rovers, but you know let's let's get this FA Cup round coming forward out the way and then it's sort of focus on league for a while well I, I say that I mean I say that the uh, the knockout stages of the, the trophy against Manchester City's yeah next uh, two games are cup games is, yeah well that's, that's next Tuesday isn't it as mm. we speak is it Tuesday the 2nd or something like that of December yeah. um, so it's actually Saturday Tuesday FA Cup EFL trophy you know we're back amid this, this cup run of fixtures but yeah once Saturday Tuesday is out of the way uh, a week Saturday is a trip to Oxford 
probably the form team in League One. Massive test. Can't defend there like they did against Bristol Rovers. Well, absolutely not. <laughs> Can't defend anywhere and, like they did against well, Bristol yeah, Rovers. Well, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I think Man City's <laughs> kids are fancy their chances if Town defend like that. Uh, but we'll be back in league action then, and it'll be, a, you know, we'll get an idea of what sort of shape they're in. Hopefully, the Bristol Rovers game is a one-off. Mm. I think it'll be seven goals at Oxford, but you know, let's see when we get there. I suppose. So you were just talking about how they have adapted recently and become more atta- an attacking side. Yeah. Um, but in the first half against Bristol Rovers, they were sitting back quite a bit. They're often looking for the early over-the-top ball yeah. um, to come in, which just wasn't working for them. Um, do you think there's a danger of them reverting to type a bit, going more defensive, or do you think, you know, with this formation that Sam Rickett seems to be sticking with, yeah. they're going to continue to play that way? And ho- the ho- last few games have just been. Hopefully not. I think you're right on the Cummings front. I think they just need to find Cummings works so hard. Actually, um, it's it's you know he's got gone a few games without scoring now, but it's not. I feel the lack of energy from him. I think just a couple of bits not coming off for him. When Cummings does drop deep and pick up the ball, you can see his quality when he sprays a pass. He's, he's got that in his left foot. But Town just want him where he's going to do the bit. Town just want him between the posts for, for me at the moment. That's my opinion. That's where he's so dangerous. He makes great runs. He doesn't really have the, the searing pace, but his positional sense and knowing where to be, he'll he'll put chances away. So they need to work out how to get the in this 3-4-3 three, three, the, the two supporters uh, with Cummings. It's been Dave Edwards' regularly he didn't didn't have a great game on on Saturday but he's done done well in recent weeks and uh, and it's been Sean Worley who of course we now know has picked up the injury uh, which will see him out for a couple of weeks it's been Louis Thompson been a bit of chopping and changing really in those positions up up front with Cummings they just need to find a way to sort of link and and get that into play um sort of familiar consistent in terms of in terms of that i think the the two deeper midfield boys, I mean, Josh Laurent is very much the man at the moment, really. Um, he's found his scoring boots, found a way to impact games. He's he's the one that seems to have stepped up in terms of getting into the box, getting onto the end of things, on a bit more of an offensive role than, than Ollie Norburn next to him, who also obviously scored. But, yeah, I don't think the, by any means the uh, the target or aim is to, to knock it long for Cummings because I don't think he's going to win the headers. Well, he, I mean, I was counting. During yeah, the game. yeah, he, exactly. He was just getting bullied by the centre. Fair, fair enough, because he yeah. was a lot smaller than mm. them. I mean, he's he's a willing runner, but he's you know, he, and he makes brilliant runs in terms of his movement. You can tell he's got that higher pedigree of of where he's played, but you know, he he won't necessarily beat a defender in a in a in a race because he's not the quickest. So it needs to be a bit more intelligent, town. Whether it's the two supporting forwards wing wide players whatever all the midfielders finding a bit of a or defence coming out and finding a smarter pass you know the wing backs of which there are a lot of emphasis on Goldborn Love or if Ryan Giles is coming in finding a bit of a smarter pass or, or cross to to just give Cummings a bit more freedom and joy but it's, it's not all on Cummings just because he happens to be the, the striker I mean you know the, the, the attacking player supporting him need to I, certainly from Saturday's game we're talking about just um, focus a bit more on the the you know just, just better balls, more accuracy, accuracy timing of them, um, that sort of thing was was lacking on on Saturday. Certainly in the first half, before <laughs> yeah. they they sort of clicked into gear when Ricketts made a couple of changes. I mean, how do you solve that front line problem? I mean, they're front three that haven't scored that many. I mean. Dave Edwards and Thompson are natural midfielders. I mean, yeah, Dave yeah, Thompson they are. Yeah. did play. 
out wide for Wolves when he was there, but not in a front three. Dave, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think the solution is just Callum Lang and Wally coming back, or do you think they can integrate those players uh, well, into that system? Sean Wally's different to the two you mentioned, Edwards and Thompson, because he's a he's a sort of out and out winger. That's um, what I mean. Is yeah. it like worth? Is it that the fact that they're playing central midfielders? I think it's interesting. In it's interesting. I mean, uh, Sam Ricketts, who knows Louis Thompson pretty well, has told me that that Thompson is a, a bit of a versatile player. I mean. You know, Saturday was his first league start. He really has had to be patient and bide his time. A lot of town fans have been looking forward to seeing Louis Thompson. Uh, apparently, he can play right wing back, which which may suggest why he's. I mean, the energy, the engine he's got. It's it's no surprise he can play down that right. And because, in the formation, should we play? He could go there. I mean, yeah, they essentially act yeah. as. I mean, I mean, Donald forward anyway. Donald Love is is on is in right wing back uh, with with Thompson just ahead of him, but it it can be conservative. Mm. You know, if, if Thompson has to fall back, if, if Love drops back into a right back position, Thompson can come back as as sort of the right side of midfield. But he's got the engine to get forward. But they are centre midfielders by trade. Dave Edwards as well. Um, very different to your Warleys. When Warley will play, yes, he'll work hard and get back. But emphasis with Warleys on getting up up further forward, getting closer to Cummings, um, causing defenders problems. It's it's slightly different, really. Um, Dave has, has sort of started to take that forward left role in in the front three, and I think it's I do think it's working because before that we saw Josh Laurent there for a few games, and I don't think Laurent's as effective there as he is from deeper. Laurent excels running from deep, where he can get up to speed with power and pace, and he, he showed recently his timings into the box and finishings have been great. So kind of like a young Dave Edwards. Yeah, well, yeah, basically, yeah. And uh, I just think the way they're suit, that they are at the moment, Dave's more suited to the, the, the forward role. I mean, Dave's got a couple of goals, obviously, in the, the trophy against Macclesfield. He put a great finish in, which was really important on that night. I think they were drawing, weren't they? Yeah. Um, before he scored that goal in a game they needed to win. And then at Bradford in the Cup, I mean, in, in the Cup replay on the Tuesday night, um, it needed Dave Edwards' introduction um, shortly into the second half for Brad Walker they switched it around they dropped Laurent from the forward position into midfield Dave took the position got the goal but helped change the game really um, so I think you know the midfield boys are finding their feet um, in, in the roles they, they have Dave's done well in that role albeit he was quite he was quiet on Saturday wasn't he against Bristol Rovers it, it wasn't yeah. what we've seen from him in recent weeks um, Norban and Laurent got on the score sheet They'd have wanted to have better first halves than they did. The whole team would have, but um, obviously Laurent got the got the sort of foothold before half time, and it's really important. That's the side of Josh Laurent's game that needed to to be improved. So hopefully he's, he's found that out. Um, it's it's a bit of you talked about uh, Warley and, and Callum Lang. It's a bit of needs must really in terms of Louis Thompson and Dave Edwards having to play those support roles because Warley's injured now. Um, Callum Lang is out till the new year, quite possibly. Um, of course, the and the other one is is Fajiri Okunabiri, really the the other striker in the group. Well, yeah, who, I was going to mention. Do you think they could go two up front because he came on in the second half and they were much improved? Well, yeah, they were, yeah, definitely, and he was a quite a, you know played a role in that. I think he was quite good from the bench Saturday, and he improved Cummings. I thought as well. When he was yeah, out. yeah. Not, I mean, he, in, he, interestingly, because they started the season three five two town. And didn't have as much joy as in this three four three. So maybe something to look at 
Ochenabiri is an interesting one. It hasn't started got going for him yet this season. We're getting into December, so he'll be disappointed. He's got a couple of goals, and one was his only league goal was at Accrington in that three-two comeback. I think that was August, so a long, you know, some time ago. And he scored. Uh, he scored against Newcastle's youngsters in the in the group stage of the trophy. But it hasn't happened to him. He he hasn't started as many league games as he'd have liked. Obviously, behind Cummings and and Lang in the pecking order and when he's come from the bench in, in a lot of his games he's struggled a little bit to have an influence and, and an impact and get up to speed Okunabiri last season's top scorer just found it hard to have the impact from the bench which I can understand why it's not easy but he did that on Saturday so you could argue that um, in what was a disappointing day all round he, he played his part and really he's knocking on the door for Mansfield on Saturday to, to get back involved another thing just worth mentioning on him before he joined town, uh, his former club, he, he was heavily sort of used on the left. In this 3-4-3, I could see a role for Okunabiri in, in the Dave Edwards position on the left side. Now, obviously, very different players. One's a midfielder, one's a striker, but Okunabiri can play out there, sort of cut in, in that old Thierry Henry, you know, left-sided forward role. It would mean they'd lose more control protection down the left because Okunabiri wouldn't track back like Dave. But more of an offensive do you think that's why Ricketts hasn't done that then yeah yeah yeah. he just wants to control quite possibly yeah yeah Dave's more reliable you know going to mm. give more energy and cover in midfield you know because with this with this system it's it's two centre midfielders for town most likely up against three centre midfielders for the opposition so Dave's a a useful option to come back and, and help numbers wise likewise Thompson on the other side um, if you use Okunabiri you won't get that and you might be outnumbered in midfield so it's, it's interesting how he balances it really I wonder if because it's the FA Cup on Saturday the visit of a League 2 side who are struggling to be honest um, whether they'll just let them off the leash a bit more you know at home and perhaps it's the ideal game to you know, bring Okunabiri in in that role. Doesn't have to be up front with Cummings, just off him in that support role. Understand that he has to do a bit of graft backwards. Um, and then one of, of Edwards or Thompson on the other side. I think that's an option, an interesting option worth worth considering, I think. Was it a penalty on uh, Thompson? Where are we? Rem- oh, God, well, <laughs> I, I just had to try and think what you were on about then and then I remembered. Rickett yeah, says my... yes. Oh. Uh, the, Graham Coughlin, yeah, didn't, didn't, no. uh, didn't, didn't see it well. Do you know what? I don't know what you thought live. I didn't get the best view of it live. I don't know if I just looked up a, live, a little bit too um, late. I thought it was a penalty. To me, it looked like he pushed him in the back, but I've watched it back and he doesn't push him. He like grabs his arm and pulls him back. <laughs> Having so. watched the clip yeah. back on the night, I was like, wow. I mean, that looks a clear penalty. I mean, oh, I, I don't really understand how it wasn't given. No. I mean, from we no. were, it was the other end of the pitch to us. Yeah. And I think we both thought it was a penalty. We were behind it. From the camera angle side mm. on, you can see it so clearly. And that's uh, where the ref was. Yeah, yeah. Um, Graham Salisbury, immensely experienced ref. Is it immensely unpopular. I mean, that was a <laughs> that was a one nil down. He got abused for the rest of the game after that. F- yeah, fifteen minutes in. I mean, it was absolute carnage, wasn't it? For five yeah. or six minutes, there was handbags, five yellow cards. No control of it whatsoever. I just didn't want the game to restart. It was a nightmare, really. And it was a terrible decision, in my opinion. Uh, Ricketts did well to yeah. 
restrain himself in the interview afterwards really he was quite considered he could have come out and sort of ripped the referee apart really for that decision alone but that it what it it didn't excuse town's pretty poor first 40 minutes or so uh, it was just one incident that obviously would have changed the game massively you know going to 1-1 rather than 2-0 down so well, you would have hoped the big scrap would have changed the game regardless I mean mm. you have your players getting involved maybe you would have hoped that it fired them up a bit but it didn't nah, really nah. seem to do that they it went, went the other way to, went the other way yeah yeah it went down the other way definitely Tan um, you know we're lucky it wasn't 3-0 uh, I think while we mentioned the referee, you know, Bristol Rovers had a goal chalked off for offside on half hour. That was that would have been three nil. And watch that back. Yeah, uh, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen a. Yeah, I've seen it back, but it's hard to tell. To be honest, it's all so close range. It's from a corner, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. How yeah. are you offside from a corner? But I think it was obviously nodded down <laughs> yeah. or, or second phase or whatever, and and the lads turned it home from like three, four yards out. I don't know if he, if he was offside, but. It, it must have been tight because he was that close out. Um, and, yeah, Graham Coffin didn't didn't think that was the right decision. Thought he started, should have been 3-0 up. So, you know, there would have been no coming back from that with their 3-0. No. 2-0. Um, I, think, I think it's fair to say that Lorenz's first goal shortly before half-time to make it 2-1 was out of nothing, really. Uh, I don't think there was any sustained pressure from Shrewsbury or anything like that. Norburn knocked a, a long free kick in. It was clear. I think he knocked it back in, and then some brilliance from Pierre. Oh, and you said he's done that before. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, for, for his yeah, goal, he scored. Um, he, he's got that. He, he really has. And for his former clubs, Wickham and, and Northampton, he's he's well versed in scoring a lot of goals. Um, not just because he's a giant unit for headers, <laughs> because he's got techers right, in his left foot. Like I hate to use that word. Don't know, but yeah, he's he's a you know he's a serious um, seriously good with the football. And you can tell in that assist, it was very similar to the goal he scored uh, with that left foot. He he beat his man, took it down, beat his man, and he, then he beat his man about three times yeah, to save player. The composure like to it. actually pull the ball back <laughs> yeah. was genius. And Lorenz, that, that that goal from Lorenz, left-footed, sort of sweeping it in, was exactly the same as his goal in the home FA Cup tie to Bradford, which got the replay. Um, similar left-footed that that position and. You know, if, if Josh Laurent can keep doing that, then Town have got a player on their hands there because that's just what was missing from him. So, yeah, it, uh, it was a penalty, but maybe Bristol Rovers should have had a goal as well. I mean, going back to the scrap, I think that's probably the best fight I've ever seen live at a football match. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it, was it would have been it? better if it was down our end. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we couldn't really see, you know, I mean, see It too all kicked much. off because the Bristol um, Rovers keeper pushed over Thompson as he was getting back up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and he was booked, the keeper, in the end. Oh, he was. Because I, I was a bit confused about that, yeah. wasn't there, at the time. Um, Roshan Williams was heavily involved. I think there were, there were little break-off handbags, break-out handbags. In little, but I saw Roshan typically fired up, ready to uh, have words. Um, Norburn, I think. You can imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> leader and that uh, loves a loves a tackle, loves a, a face off or whatnot. But I think Laurent got booked again. I yeah. saw him having extended words with a ref, but I mean, just, just so card happy. Yeah, you seem like he was booking anyone for just yeah. saying anything. I mean, the, the game was about to restart before the referee then decided to go and have a chat with his fourth official. You're thinking, what on earth's going on? Then he, you know, all the players are in position. Then he wanders over to Bristol Rovers forward. 
books him. God, it was an absolute nightmare. I think it's my favourite football fight since um, do you remember when Ricardo Fuller at Stoke slapped Andy Griffith his own team? Do you remember that? No. You don't remember that? No. He got sent off for slapping his own captain. That's like a poor man's <laughs> Boya Dyer. What? Newcastle. Well, I was going to say, do you yeah, have a favourite yeah, football yeah, fight? Yeah. Is that your. Well, I've had a good one covering town in the few seasons I've covered town. Um, ha! Topically, it involved Abu Agogo, would you believe <laughs> oh, it? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bristol Rovers uh, match winner Saturday, obviously, Agogo winner in quite an unbelievable scrap at Northampton a couple of seasons ago um, with John Joe O'Toole who played for Northampton that was that was Why, that was like it was like a scene from the 80s was it like a fist um, fight or something or was it yeah really, yeah. yeah well yeah I mean I think O'Toole had been winding up a go-go all game really and I think Abs just snapped like, mid, this was maybe hour mark midway through the second half and I think a go-go wrestled him to the ground sort of on top of each other then he's like laying into him <laughs> oh, with wow. the, the fist yeah uh, did both get sent off a go-go certainly got sent you off you assume so I'm laying not. into each other did O'Toole I think O'Toole did as well that was great that was by a country <laughs> mark like in the press box we would get you know there were old boys in, I, I vividly remember old boys being there in the press box and saying you know they hadn't seen anything like that for decades like you know it's a real throwback Sadly, Agogo got suspended. This was in the playoff season. Um, had to miss certain games, I think, possibly the EFL Trophy final at Wembley. And while suspended, got his bad injury that ruled him out of the playoff final. So that was Abu Agogo. That scrap How'd you get his... was go on, go on. in training. In training, he got the injury. Oh, okay. well, yeah. <laughs> uh, that scrap I'm mentioning at Northampton was Abu Agogo's last action for Shrewsbury. Um, wow. And yeah, and then he turns up and. He wasn't involved in this one, though. He was on the bench, wasn't he? Uh, in, in this one, no, he started the game. A go go for Bristol Rovers. Oh, did he? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He started. Oh, he started. He, he, he was he, he was quite quiet on Saturday, but obviously had the <laughs> final say. Yeah, yeah. He, he he didn't pop up on the ball too much, but obviously <laughs> delivered the killing blow at the end. We yeah. didn't see him. I'm sure we'll get onto it, but we didn't see uh, a go go hit many like that at Shrewsbury. Not his forte, <laughs> no. but you know. Fans love him though. It's yeah, I mean it's just sods look, is it? Shrewsbury have a bad issue with the curse of the former players. You might not be aware of this, Dave, but no. last season there were a lot. Well the fan when I was doing the interviews with the fans after the game, some of them mentioned it. Yeah, like, la- last season was crazy. There were like ten or eleven that kept doing it and uh and ten I kept, or eleven? Yeah, former players. Point? I just clocked that. I mean it ten happens or eleven. At this level there are a lot of former players because players move around a lot, but yeah, it was bad. I remember doing an article about it like later on in the season, like so many. Because uh, a lot of strikers town have had sort of on loan in recent years that maybe haven't ripped trees up for Shrewsbury, have gone on and smashed it elsewhere. The Dapo, Ivan Tony, uh, Stephen Humphreys. And, Ivan Tony didn't get one. And uh, Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but a go-go on Saturday with, with the winner is the fourth already this season. And I, I thought they were doing all right. I couldn't wow. think of many and I looked and there was four. Um Two in the two in the League Cup game with with Rotherham in one game, and then the other one, Stephen Humphreys in the in the four three South End win, and that and and uh, a go goes to fourth. So the curse of the former player is alive, in kicking with Shrewsbury. I'm just about to look through the Mansfield squad to check that they're not crammed through <laughs> of uh, former Shrewsbury players. While well, you, you take us onto the next get link, the feature piece ready already. Yeah, definitely. I was just going to ask, where do you stand on fights on the football pitch? Because you have two sides. You have the tabloid to call them thugs. 
and like <laughs> shoot down but yeah people Passion. love it I, I like it like if I was on a football pitch and someone like pushed me over as uh, their keeper did to Thompson yeah, yeah. and all your teammates came for him and stuck up for you that yeah would, definitely it you'd is, like that wouldn't it you it is you have to stick up for your t- yeah, teammates yeah so do you yeah. think you know they should go for it no nah, yeah, yeah 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 you can't have a go at it. unless it's unprovoked stupid and you're just doing it and you're getting sent off and it's uh, it's it's killing your team's chances because they go down to ten men. If if it's sort of warranted, yeah, you know, and I just can't promote violence. <laughs> if you know, if there's reason to to stick up for your mates, then yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, um, it was a good one. It was a good. You don't get many six minute long, five six minute long handbags, do you? It it was good, no, but yeah. in the end, we all got fed up, very fed up of the referees yeah, dealing with it. The, referee, the whole yeah. stadium. Let the uh, official know that he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> uh, what's your opinion on Norburn's free kick? I've been thinking about it. <laughs> back in my mind, we all week. A, we had a great view of it. <laughs> a great. I, I can't decide whether it was intentional or not. Still, so I've looked from where we were sitting. I thought it was intentional. It looked like he's curled it really well into the far bottom corner. Yeah. And then you look at it back. It looks like he's trying to cross it. It looks like it takes a deflection, but he didn't take a deflection, did it? No. Good news. I can't see many, if any, former Shrewsbury players currently playing for Mansfield. That so you know of. That, but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to look on all of their Wikipedia pages as we speak, <laughs> but no one's jumping out at me. Uh, I might have missed one there, but um, the free kick. I think one of the managers, I think it was Sam, said it was very, you know, really well struck. Which it was a strange one when it. We were behind it and thought. From the great view we had behind it, it's sort of the left corner of the penalty box, just outside. Mm. Um, it looked like a low curled cross that didn't have much height in it. It was almost scuffed and should have been cleared. I think somehow it went through bodies when they should have cleared it. And it was probably a keeper error to let it in at the far post, but he was probably unsighted slash thought yeah. it would be deal well, it, dealt with. The Their first man almost got to it. He yeah. just took a leg out, and he almost got, which made me think why it was might have been a mistake. Yeah. Because just a little step to the side and it would have been blocked easily at the it first was a time. real catalyst that second goal was so important they got the equaliser four minutes later obviously um, it was so important it was well struck Norman can really you know he's passing he's long range passing he's got ability from distance shots wise scored a lot for Tranmere um, I mean we saw it there I think it was put into a really good place but seven times out of ten Crystal Rovers should should clear it I mean it was a game of a lot of individual errors was yeah, it? I mean, yeah, that's Beckles cool. didn't have the great day. He got taken off for Scott. Yeah, I feel, I, I feel for um, for Beckles. He came off for Giles, didn't he? Goldborn filled in. Oh, um, yeah, and Scott Goldborn Giles. went to yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He actually looked did really well. well there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when they were attacking in that formation after Giles came on, they were almost playing a like a two-two-six in possession. <laughs> with like the that's three what fans want to see. Two-two-six. Yeah, the two wingers, uh, two fullbacks. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was yeah, they yeah. were so much improved. Obviously, you can't sustain that throughout a match. Um, but then you had the keep area, and they did, and they did go for it at three three, formation system wise. Maybe left too much room for, for Bristol Rovers really. Mm. Um, you know, I think the manager and and Josh Laurent spoke afterwards about game management. They you know got back to three three midway through the second half, and then tried to go for the kill straight away. It's like well, there's more than twenty minutes left here. Just knock it around a bit, take the sting out of them, and. Mm. have another go later on you know 3-3 would have been a great point really wouldn't it you know you're 2-0 down 3-1 down it's a great point and it would also would have taken off points off a team who was looking to get yeah, to the yeah. playoffs like you yeah yeah um, 
just a, a really difficult one to take at the end, the whole manner of it. Uh, all that sort of spirited combat in vain, really. Um, you have to hope that, you know, the sort of manner and, and the defeat doesn't linger, doesn't become too damaging. Maybe it's a good thing they're going back into the FA Cup. Mm. What do you think that will have ramifications for the lineup? Do you think Joe Murphy will keep his place? Well, yeah, the, the, the keeper one you, you touched on just now, yeah, I mean, so that was to make it 3-1 to Bristol Rovers just after half-time. Um, I feel for him. He's he's coming from Max O'Leary like four or five games, I think. Done very little, if anything, wrong. Penalty save on his debut. In the Bradford FA Cup replay, he's made a wonder save. A real, real good save. Max O'Leary's back fit. Joe Murphy deservedly kept his place. You know, really tough decision that for Ricketts. And he, he made the right one, in my opinion, to keep reward Murphy. Would have been easy to go back to your perceived number one, and it's just a, it was ninety seconds into the second half, nothing ball over the top. Murphy rushes out, and I don't know if you've watched this back, Dave, but it, I don't think the keeper does too much wrong. This might be controversial, but he in what sense do you? Think he goes with his head, which is probably a mistake. Whether he could hammer it with his foot into touch, I don't know. Or maybe the ball's a bit high for that. I'd have to watch it back again, but he might have gotten closed down if he went through his foot. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Um, but, you know, he's gone with his head. How much distance can you get on it with your head, really? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's even, you know, he's put it out wide, which you probably should do. Um, I think that, I mentioned Liam Sercombe to you, didn't I? He scored the goal. His finish was exquisite, really. The, the TV mm. angles from behind, and he's hit it with his left foot perfectly. He's weaker foot. Um, it's a keeper error, but we well, have to think what were his options. So he could have left it and maybe trust his defenders to get back, which they may not have done. Yeah, I don't think there were many options in terms of just nodding it to a defender. If he tried, I think to, there were yeah, if he tried to control it and kick it out, yeah. I mean, he may have got closed down. I mean, he, the, the players were rushing onto him. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's probably just where he headed it. I think, I think, um, again, seven times out of ten, he's probably not punished in League One yeah. for that because players wouldn't knock it over him first time. I yeah. did not think for a second when he headed that that, he'd, that they'd lob him. Not for a second. No, yeah. It's no. only when he, the Bristol Rovers players released the ball you thought, yeah. oh, maybe they're in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, um, I think of Mo Salah against Man City, Edison, mm, um, and yeah. Salah did it from like halfway. A, a little bit different, but same first time, left foot. You know, you, you kind of, you think, okay, Salah can do that in the Premier League, but you don't necessarily expect it from from Circum in League One, but yeah, it's a great goal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I suppose Murphy could have headed it out of play if he could have got the distance on it. But I, Laurent told me afterwards that you know the keeper had come in and, and owned up to it, said it was was his fault. And yeah, I suspect Axel Leo go back in after that. You do, Play, yeah. Players players make mistakes, and I, you know Murphy's conceded four goals. Although I, think, I don't think he was to, to blame. No, for no, for, he for made any some other. decent saves. Probably saves that he should have made, but he made them. No, I just think, um, and Murphy's done well, really, really well. I'm not, you know, I'm only criticizing that with that one goal, really. Um, and again, I don't think it was a, a massive howler. Um, but O'Leary had been pretty good, you know, very good, really, before his injury, and deserves a chance to come back in now that Murphy's had a little blunder. Um, Omar Beckles had a great season one of four great centre-halves at the club playing in the three positions um, made very few mistakes this season really sort of come into his own 
in his normal position, but had a difficult afternoon. First goal, sort of dallied and was punished from the corner. I think didn't make the best header for the second goal yeah. either, yeah. Um, although there were a few more faults for the second goal, I think, as well. Um, as you say, came off, I think, 10 minutes into the second half. So even Ethan Ebanks Landell was on the bench, wasn't he? And that was a big surprise. I think he had a little knock. Uh, Sam Ricketts said it was a bit precautionary to make sure he didn't get sort of blown out in terms of his comeback from injury. But I think Ebanks Landell come back in because he hasn't done it. Yeah, he's been immense. And so who probably Beckles, I think. You think so? I, it's, it's, I don't want to say punishment for them making an error, but I just think that's that's the way it is at the moment. You've got good players ready to come back in. I think that's how it'll be. I think O'Leary and Ebanks Landell will play Saturday. Um, I suspect that means that left-footed Pierre moves onto the left, Ebanks Landell in the middle, Rochon on the right. Um, it's very, very hard on Beckles, but it's just how I think it'll go. I mean, they did lose and they didn't perform well, but it was a game of such fine margins. I mean, you had the errors. I mean, another day that shots and go in. And Bristol Rovers' second goal, I don't know if you remember it, it was like a, sh- a volley, which he completely skewed. It goes towards his own player in the box. Yeah, he just turns yeah. it in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so on another day, although they didn't perform very well, they could have got a result out of that. And I don't know if you saw Pep Guardiola's quotes after the Chetman City Chelsea game. Okay. And he was talking about results shouldn't really be paid too much attention to. And that That's we, interesting, we yeah. We pay too much about them, um, Yeah. pay too much attention to them. I know what he means. Do you think we do focus on who the winners are too much? And yeah, do you, do you agree with so, this point? Yeah, to an extent. Like because it's a results yeah. it's a cliche but it's a results business isn't it yeah. and, you know you could be losing 1-0 2-1 each week not be being far off every game but be 20th 21st it's no good obviously um, I think you always have to look at I think if you're getting wins draws and defeats but the performances are there all the time then you're onto something decent you know you're not getting hammered I don't think Town have been really really comfortably beaten too often this season I can think of Fleetwood at home which was when was Fleetwood at home late August early September just around the the deadline just around deadline day when they were getting the new the new boys in on deadline day I can think of Ipswich away they were both 3-0 again Ipswich away could have gone differently that was a was a a terrible decision given there when Ipswich were given a penalty I think I'm right in saying Um, I think those are the heavy defeats you know that, so they haven't been beaten, beaten well, and that's down to their defence. You got to say they're built off this solid defence that need to go back to proving why they are. You know, they were immense again at Bradford in the FA Cup replay to to keep that clean sheet, but then looked most unlike themselves on on Saturday. Yeah, they should defend as a team, so it's not just the defence's fault. But yeah, I think Bayern. I think Towns grumbles. Supporters grumbles has been in in the other direction, not not scoring enough. But then you look at maybe since the switch, the tweak in formation, they're, they're creating a bit more. Um, other players have started chipping in, but they just need to find. I've been saying it all season, really, so it's frustrating. But even though they got three goals the weekend, they still need to. Once they're ahead in a game, one nil, just find a killer instinct, and you know. A, get a comfortable 2-0 win, a comfortable 3-0 win, just to prove they can do that. I mean, you mentioned the defence. Um, the, they had one of the best defence records in the league until this weekend. They scored it. Uh, yeah, I haven't four. looked at how that's... Uh, so they are 
impacted the... They are ninth in the league. Best defence now. Is it? Yeah. Which is surprising. You thought they'd be better than that. Well, they were like joint third, I think. Or maybe even joint yeah, second. Yeah, so I... I think it was something like they've conceded 16 goals now, but obviously four at the weekend. Yeah, I mean, that's so what's that? Uh, my maths is abysmal. What, in terms of that's not a quarter, is it? For, uh, well, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. 16, yeah. Yeah, quarter. Yeah. yeah. They conceded a quarter of their league goals in one game. I, I, it was something like 16. I might not be exactly 16. That's incredible. Well, like that. yeah, even so, it's, it's pretty amazing, down, isn't but it? They're, they're doing it's, second most clean sheets. Well, it's actually just, I'll let you carry on in a sec, but it's fits and starts. They conceded four there. Free Fleetwood, free Ipswich, two at Akron and Stanley who were struggling at the time. You know, the goals of ships have either been a lot of clean sheets or conceded quite a few. It's interesting. So one extreme to the other almost. So I was just I was just going to ask you, where do you think this defence ranks in the league? Do you think they're one of the best? Yeah. Because yeah. every time I've watched them, they've been sensational. And I think... I mean, obviously, other than <laughs> yeah, Saturday. Bristol Rovers. Um, no, they are, they're good. Yeah, and they're, they're really drilled. Um, you can't look past some of their defensive displays this season, I think. They don't have any issues there. I mean, you'd like to see them keep a shutout on Saturday against Mansfield, get back to themselves, and then they'll have the real test at Oxford. I mean, they're flying. The, the Oxford firepower is, is frightening. You hope that the defence can do what they did against Peterborough, who also have frightening firepower and then Sunderland as well and keep them out you know they've proved they can do it against the tough sides Oxford arguably as tough a test as they come um, so we'll see but I, I backed them I mean Pierre I think is a class act I think Ebanks Landell has probably been even better than Pierre Roshan's just sort of finding his way steadily quietly improving with games Beckles has improved this season yeah blessed really um, it's just I mean, as 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 what nearly happened with the Doncaster game that was eventually postponed due to internationals. Hopefully, you know the Grenada duo aren't away playing for Grenada with Town needing to play a game because that could cause a bit. Of problem. Do you think that contributed to their performance against Bristol? Well, possibly. Yeah, I mean, it was hard for them to come back as they did. Pierre was rested for the Bradford replay. Beckles played. They were probably more tired lethargic you know but may I think it was more upstairs than, than physically you know may, maybe ment- mentally um, tired mm-hmm. that, that not from playing the football for Grenada but the travelling yeah you can't overlook that yeah. the time zones and yeah I mean when you get off a, if you have like a 10 hour flight and you've been sitting down the whole time you still feel yeah. tired you? that is hard to go into then a professional you know full blooded game that must be hard mm. so yeah, 24 hours after they landed back in England or whatever it was so yeah maybe a maybe a reason why but listen Bristol Rovers has gone they've had seven days training before the FA Cup this weekend so no more excuses so <clears throat> Manfield on Saturday yeah. the FA Cup, second round of the FA Cup yes uh, currently 15th in League 2 a place behind uh, Macclesfield who Shrewsbury played not that long yeah, ago yeah, yeah, and yeah. they played a game more so on paper you'd think Shrewsbury should win but <laughs> They have it's beaten the Burton FA Cup. this season. It's the FA Cup and they've beaten Burton this season. Is that in the trophy? Uh, yes, it wasn't. It? Yeah. EFL yes. trophy, it must yeah. have been. Cause, yeah, yeah. So um, what do you make of them? Well, I think Mansfield are really underperforming. I think they're an ambitious club, really looking to, to push towards the top of League Two, get out of League Two. So they're having a, a tough time of it. Their manager, John Dempster, isn't it? Um, 
there must be some murmurs of discontent there. I haven't looked too much. Um, I'm going to speak with the, the Mansfield reporter this week, see what he's got to say about their form. But, yeah, very up and down. More, more downs, really. You know, I had a quick look at their squad and you see some talent, attacking talent. You see some notable Football League names. Uh, but it's just not happening for them, for whatever reason. And this is a, a glo- you know, town are at home. Yes, it's not a, they could have got a conference club or a non-leaguer at home, but this is, in terms of home home ties against league opposition, this is attractive, really. You know, this is, the town should fancy yeah. their chances, really. Massive chance to get the third round when the uh, big boys come in. Oh, yeah, it's going to, you know, town have got great recent history in the Cups. Uh, last season alone under Ricketts, his first at the club, and, you know, you just hope, don't you? You just hope that... You, I remember when this draw was made for Mansfield when they, they knew they had to win the replay and you know there was this old debate oh it's a boring draw Mansfield at home but then it's winnable really winnable that's what you want just to get through to the third round and it's a third round you don't want a boring draw isn't it is yeah. it? unless I suppose unless you get unless you're really confident you can do unless something. you get a non-leaguer at home in the third round if yeah. you're Shrewsbury then you can get to the fourth round yeah. and you know whatnot. but if you get to the third round and you're Shrewsbury I think you want to you want a, a glamour tie, I think, in my opinion, because, you know, how far is Shrewsbury going to go? I don't know. Lincoln the other year yeah, that went to the quarterfinals while they were in the teams, conference, I think. It tends to be teams with good defences that do well in the FA Cup, the lower yeah, the early teams. That's not a bad point, that. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I've, I fancy that Town could match last season's and get to the fourth round again. If, if they can... I fancy them to do the job on Saturday and then... I think they could um, they could run a, a championship side close in the third round, definitely. I mean, they they did Stoke last year with a, what I would say is a poorer Shrewsbury side. So, yes, that is a bad Stoke, definitely <laughs> a bad Stoke side. It's worth saying that, but yeah, it might suit Shrewsbury. You're right there, and uh, yeah, like I say, great great tradition in the cups. So. Uh, might be worth mentioning the Tuesday game as well because we won't be doing yes. podcast before them. We've got Man City under twenty ones who finished top of their group. In the uh, FA Trophy ahead of Bolton, Rochdale, and Bradford. I mean, you're not if you're not gonna if you're gonna not underestimate uh, under twenty one side. It's gonna be Man City's twenty one yeah, yeah, yeah. side, isn't it? I mean, they have the pick of the talent from globally, really, not just in England. So, I mean, we had a we had a glimpse of them last season. They were in Town's EFL Trophy group. So, excuse me, last season, and Town saw them off under John Askey on penalties. I think. Um, wasn't great game. Town were winning one 0 until the very end when City got a penalty. Um, they'll have talent. It'd be like all that we saw Newcastle's academy come and play at the Meadow this year. Um, small, good on the ball, quick, tight, compact. But you know, a Town should be able to knock them off their stride. You know, physically, Ricketts will rotate for the competition like he did against Macclesfield. In the last group game, you know, you likes of your walkers and whatnot. Um, I'd I'd back town. I know they made hard work of City's kids on penalties in the group stage last year, but I'd back town to, to see them off in the knockout stage. I think while Ricketts has made changes, he's taken this competition seriously in that it's still, you know, he, he's still played first teamers. He's not made changes and played kids. You know, he's used his first team squad and he didn't have to. He could have you know, named a young side. I think they'll sneakily on the down low quiet aim at a little trip to Wembley. Um, because they're not far off. I, I don't know exactly how many wins it is, but it might only be something like four. Yeah, if they beat Man City next week, maybe three. 
So it's very doable. Um, I've the fans want them to go for it. Yeah, I know you did the video. It's it's very doable, and yes, Shrewsbury fans don't look forward to Wembley, but you know, maybe Ricketts sees it as a chance to, you know, that they could go in the in the trophy final in April or whenever it is, and win and be the first Shrewsbury team to win at Wembley and there is no you know you can't look past that in terms of Shrewsbury Town no wins from five at Wembley you can't look past that no matter the competition yes it's not the playoff final but that would be a superb you know all the players will want it that's what football's for oh yeah all the players will want it I spoke to Laurent in a previous interview I think maybe after the Mac uh, group game or another game and you know he's saying about how how much they want to get to Wembley is, of course I do. Like you know, absolutely do. So yeah, I foresee a little, little venture in that competition. <laughs> um, I think I get past City's kids, but it it won't be easy. But they should just have too much physically about them. I think it's a bit of a cliche, but I think they will. Before we go, we'll just do fan questions. You seen how many fan questions we got? I heard we had something about I'm a celebrity. Yeah, we got one. That's that's fine. <laughs> to be fair, we did only send out the tweet like an hour or so no, before that's we cool. started recording go on so go on then so the question is from Tom Griff at Tom Griff BC and he asks which Shrewsbury player would be the best in the jungle now <laughs> I don't know them like you do I've got less authority to speak on this and it depends what's what, your thought from afar well it depends interest. whether you're talking about when he says best whether he's someone that will be more entertaining or whether someone that can handle the jungle are you and I am a celebrity fan I watch it every now and then. I don't watch it every night. Okay, that's fine. But I am aware of who's on it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're a fan. I'm a fan. I see you. Tw- you're uh, always a reality show fan. Absolutely. Aren't you? Overall. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, yeah. I like to draw the line some places. But <laughs> What's, much, that yeah. What's that yeah. line? What's that? Yeah, the line is above <laughs> crap, like <laughs> Towie. Oh, okay. All that nonsense. Reality in quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I love. Yeah, I mean. Show me, show me the jungle and Love Island. I'm there before anyone else. So if he's talking about entertainment value, I mean, Jason, from what you call Jason Cummings, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. mean, I on. think that's the ob- obvious <laughs> answer, really. I mean, yeah, he's uh, he'd be funny. In terms, he would be funny. In terms of best, he will handle the jungle well. If that's what he's on about. That's a great question. Norburn, I would say. Would you? I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, yeah. Come on, what would be your picks be? Norman's a great shout. He's got that determination to win. I think he'd smash the trials. Um, oh, great question. See, uh, the next press conference, you need to figure out who's got yeah, spider yeah, phobias. Yeah. I mean, get Liam Keenan. I'll have to. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to put it to the, the whoever whoever's. Maybe I'll put it to Ricketts. See what he reckons. Um, Scott Goldborn. Why? Yes. Why? <laughs> might not have the um, sort of grit and determination and show the desire that Norban does and the leadership but Goldborn methodical <laughs> it's all in the brain he will problem solve anything he also um, I've seen on his Instagram works in uh, I believe or not works in but as like a bit of a property thing on the side okay. so he knows how to He's look after yeah 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 um, Plus, everyone would think he's Drake. Problem solving. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when he played for Wolves, yeah. I, mean, he used, I used to watch Wolves on TV. My, he was the only player my girlfriend knew because he looked like Drake. <laughs> and she would mention it every time he came on TV. I bet he's sick of it now. I bet he's so sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And yeah, I, yeah, Goldborn. But I, I like the Norban shout. Um, in terms of the entertainment, Cummings is is right. Sean Goss is funny. Oh yeah, I've seen some. He, of his he, yeah, he, he did a tweet the other day. Why the shoes be too yeah, yeah, yeah. like is Diego um, Forlan of Cummings? Well, he's um <laughs> he's really close with Cummings. I like they they've shared uh, a flat and that they used to play to Ran- at Rangers together. Um, they're instead of funny, like you know they're they're a bit like I mean Goss is really dry sense of humour like he's yeah and he's he's got witty sort of one liners he balances Cummings quite well um, so he'd be good um, Goldborn and Norburn yeah I mean who who else might do a job um, I'm just trying to think maybe Joe Murphy you know bring the uh, bring the experience oh. he, he's been around hasn't he he's, he's well, he, he, what you reckon he's done a couple of weeks in the Australian jungle do you? well no, not necessarily <laughs> but he made his football debut in like 1999 which was pretty much the dark ages isn't it? he's been around forever so he what what Joe Murphy doesn't know isn't worth knowing I would say how that will help him survive in the jungle I don't know but yeah I mean I'd have Norban and Goldborn on my team and then take Cummings as well would you be able to share a camp with them do you reckon they wouldn't want to share a camp with me, obviously. I would have to tell them that I'm not doing interviews. Um, <laughs> I'm writing, writing rubbish about them. Um, Josh Lorenz, great. And he'd be a good one to have because he'd keep spirits high because he's got the sort of... He's always smiling, got them a very contagious laugh. Um, so, yeah, he'd be popular. Um, it doesn't yeah. seem like there's many in this squad that you wouldn't want to hang out no, with. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Um, there are a few quiet ones. In yeah, the squad, you mentioned uh, was it Beckham? Roshan, Roshan, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. on the pitch, you heard him, Roshan oh, Williams. Yeah, he's as yeah. uh, he's as lively as anyone. He really leads and and shouts and makes himself known. But but away from it, he's quite quiet and reserved. I think. Uh, likewise, Ebanks Landau, very quiet. Um, oh, Omar and and Aaron Pierre, big guys. Not necessarily big characters, but in their own way, they. I mean, Omar Beckles has been here a long time now, so he carries a his word in the dressing room. Certainly, he's got a place for it. I think Pierre's a funny character, in a quieter way, maybe. Uh, Dave Edwards. Nah, he's too sensible, isn't he, Dave? He's too sensible <laughs> yeah, to go into the jungle. Yeah, yeah. No matter, you know, he wouldn't go in for for the big books. <laughs> he, you know, he'd, he'd rather stay in Shrewsbury. He's too wholesome. He'd rather Edwards, stay in Shrewsbury, wouldn't he? Yeah. He's, he, he, um, he's such yeah. a legend. I love Dave Edwards. Excellent. Yeah, no, good question that. Yeah, I, I'd take, um, I'd take Norman and Goldborn to win. Cummings and Goss, maybe Laurent for a, a jolly. <laughs> for, for a laugh, yeah. For a few beers. Yeah. Anyway, if you want your question answered, uh, we'll make sure to send out a tweet a bit more ahead of time next time. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And send it in to either Lewis at Lewis Cox underscore star or myself it's just at David Berman football or non-football questions but uh, thank you for joining me Lewis hold on oh, hold fire on. ah yes yes breaking news go as of it. as of while we're uh, yeah yeah um, while we've sort of had this podcast on uh, Shrewsbury have been in Central League Cup action tell me what the Central League Cup is what yeah is that? <laughs> it's um, yeah I'm not sure anyone knows so I don't know if I can tell you but it's it's essentially the fancy new name for well, not a new name, but it's a fancy name for reserve football, really. Okay. Shrewsbury don't have a reserve team, so they don't enter the reserve leagues, Premier League 2 uh, or whatever okay. all that is called. Um, so the Central League Cup is a 
competition for league clubs to play under 18 sides you know and, and be an actual competition you know it is actually like a, a group stage I think they've played an away game this is the home game I think they've got another away game I think I'm right in saying they, they had Huddersfield first actually um, and they lost lost at Huddersfield they've won today so they're in action at the Meadow today against Rochdale League One fellow League One side but they've took them to the cleaners 4-1 um, four goals in what was it under 20 minutes yeah I mean two very young sides uh, worth mentioning the town had Lenal John Lewis start um, Lenny obviously coming back from the ACL that he's spent 11 months on the sidelines from heroic recovery from another terrible injury so really pleased that he's back you know he's had a few cameos from the bench started in that today with the captain's armband the only other sort of first team squad member of note was Luke McCormick the Chelsea Loney who got two goals so Good afternoon for McCormick. I think those were his first goals for town, I'm right in saying, uh, unless he scored in that Huddersfield defeat. Um, some nice goals, apparently, and goals for youth team lads, Archie Elmore and uh, O'Toole. Is it Ethan O'Toole? O'Toole, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, apparently, um, some lively displays. I've seen a couple of... T- unfortunately, wasn't able to, to go there. A couple of town fans there um, say that young Archie Elmore, who is quite well thought of, uh, I think it's a striker scoring a few goals uh, made a difference when he came on today. So, you know, a few young players worth keeping an eye on, really. I think one of the defenders, Tom Davis, played. And he's he's highly rated as well. Um, interested to see if McCormick can, can sort of break his way. We, we haven't seen him other than fleetingly on the bench. You know, highly rated from Chelsea. You would have thought he'd feature, but obviously not. Um, good for Lenny. Cameron Gregory in goal. He had his. He was recalled from from his loan at Kidderminster recently. I expect him to go back there at some point. But yeah, it's good for them to have competitive action. I, I believe they play once more in this, and maybe that will determine whether they qualify from this sort of reserves type football. But yeah, it's a good thing for the young players certainly, and people like Lenny on the way back from injuries basically. Um, so that's happened as we speak, and a, a good win for Town, who have found their scoring boots again. That's three <laughs> well, Saturday yeah, and that's four today. Seven goals. I mean, we're we're not for the record counting Central <laughs> League Cup as first team no, action. Yeah. That is not going towards the win percentage ratio. Um, but yeah, yeah, good result, and uh, on to Saturday, I suppose. Cool. So we plan to do this podcast uh, every two weeks. Thank you for joining me, and uh, thank you all for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. Cheers.